Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 328, and today is our 2020 Christmas special, where we'll talk about our favorite cartoon Christmas specials. I'm GC13. I'm David. It's me, your boy, Ken. Oh! Editing, etc. Whatever. We have Ken back again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm here uh, occasionally, uh, biannually, it seems, this year. <laughs> A special Christmas treat. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to dig into our, our favorite Christmas specials today. Um, I might have slightly framed it as a debate, but it's on the Discord, but I don't think it's actually a debate. Just celebrating our, our, our favorites and, and why we think they're our favorites. Um, you know, not actually a, a contest of Christmas carols. Besides, David, if this were a contest, I'm pretty sure uh, your episode would. Win. <laughs> what episode did well, you have? Well, so I have I have a runner-up and 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 a success. So I I did want to shout out Holly Jolly Secrets of Adventure Time. I have some very nice things to say about it in comparison, uh, or or to sort of highlight how different Christmas specials can do different things. So Holly Jolly Secrets really dear to my heart from Adventure Time. But it, it, it's not as timeless as my favorite, which is Zim's, Invader Zim's, The Most Horrible Xmas Ever, which is um, oh. a truly wonderful <laughs> classic tale that has all of the, all the hallmark, hallmarks you need for a Christmas special. It has the framed story told by a psychopathic mechanic snowman, and you know we even have new characters introduced, Minnie Moose, or maybe he's been there the entire time, and... We get every important character involved in some weird way, including the fact that Professor Membrane hates Santa and has been building up an anti-Santa arsenal for his entire life, uh, ever since he was gifted infinite socks as a child. It's really just the perfect little weird Christmas special, <laughs> and it weirdly makes sense in Zim's world. Everything everything is great about it. I love that pick. I, I would have... Uh, there's a there's a good chance I would have had to pick Invader Zim's Christmas special had it not already been taken, but I am very, very happy to be representing Three Gems and a Baby from Steven Universe today. Was that a Christmas episode? I mean, you have the three wise gems come to bring gifts to baby Steven, so it's a very traditional Christmas episode, not a Santa Christmas episode. I'll take it. I do love Three Gems and a Baby because Steven Universe explicitly doesn't have holidays there's there's, yeah, there's, true. <laughs> there's none in their world which i think in part I, I i had seen a round table video discuss it once talk about how that concept may have come from the desire to prevent the network from asking them to do specials which clearly still didn't entirely work <laughs> because they had like their thanksgiving special and stuff but yes yeah. steven universe inadvertently had sort of two holiday specials three gems and a baby was definitely one and i i also count winter forecast just because of how cozy it is and it has the coziest final scene staring out into snow i've ever seen but yes the three gems and a baby is much more uh you know we get an amazing greg solo song we get steven as a as a babby mm-hmm. and we get you know his gym almost being ripped out and his entire identity and question. baby amethyst yeah <laughs> and baby amethyst Yes, yeah, a really good episode. Really tender, really sweet. I, I enjoy it a lot. I also appreciate you mentioning Winter Forecast because that's a very underrated episode, in my opinion. Uh, one of my favorite, and I think maybe the first thing we covered on this podcast, or maybe one of the first things. It might have been the yeah. So uh, great, great choice. 
Uh, oh, okay. So I guess it's me. Um, I had like a pretty long list, though, not that we had to discuss them all uh, at length. Um, I guess for one, I'll just mention, this isn't even like a Christmas thing, so I'm being a bit contrarian here, but I always really appreciated that the Rugrats had kind of varied holiday specials. So they had like this Hanukkah special, mm. uh, came out in like the mid-90s, which to this day is like probably... <laughs> And this is probably sad, but like the most extensive explanation of Hanukkah that I've, I've gotten uh, just because, you know, it's not a thing that anyone has ever really talked about around me. Uh, so I really appreciated that. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing. Nickelodeon uh, did this a lot. Um, As Told by Ginger also had kind of a Hanukkah-ish special and... Uh, I think at least one or two of their other shows did. Um, I always appreciated the the Jewish representation on that network because you don't really see that uh, anywhere else. Uh, the Rugrats Hanukkah special was very very good, and I did appreciate the telling of the of the holiday and the the way they worked it in, no less, giving a, a rivalry between the adult characters. Oh, yeah, it was great. Were there the two? Way they did that. Were there two Rugrats Hanukkah specials? Because I remember one where they were trapped in the house. And they were snowed There's in. There's a Passover one? Oh, okay, that's what it is. Yeah, 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 they had two Jewish holidays, which is amazing. And you were talking about that, like, 90s Nick era. That's, like, the only time there seemingly was this sort of, at least pervasive for the one network, representation. And then it just kind of went away, which is, I don't know, is that sad? Is it not? I feel like the modern cartoon, if it does do a holiday special, is very... Uh, removed from the like actual holiday, uh, yeah, perhaps or at least the like religious implications. So it's very interesting for Rugrats to be the one, especially because Rugrats is just so it has either incredibly tender moments, like oh let's examine <laughs> let's examine uh, Chucky's mom's death, or let's have oh, them right, yeah. stuffing <laughs> stuff in their diapers and they are only exclusively doing potty humor. Or we're back with you know. Oh, God, I just forgot his name. His name's not Steve. The famous pudding scene, which is both, then, I guess, a combination. Oh, right, Stu, yes. I'm not Stu. (laughs) Rugrats is such an enigma for that, that it somehow did both in, but, like, so much more dramatic compared to a show like Steven Universe, where, oh, it had its dramatic highs and lows and emotional moments, but something about Rugrats, you just wouldn't expect an emotional core to be there. Like, it shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah. Because so, so much of the material is, I mean, I, as, like, someone my age now, maybe I shouldn't be criticizing it for this, but it's, like, it's bad. It's for, like, very small <laughs> children. And then it, like, really elevates. The, it's, like, very uh, uneven in quality, I would say. Right, um, like, so it's, uneven. It's like, I, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, is it there to reach out to the parents that are trapped watching it? Like, it has more of that vibe, perhaps? Or maybe it's just meant to impart these lessons that you're meant to think about later. Like, hey, I used to watch the show, and laugh at all the boogers and poop smearing and now i you know respect this little hidden gem part of it which is amazing yeah it's it's weird but i appreciate the effort they put into it and like a lot of that stuff really stands out so it's great um not to like stay on this particular thing too long (laughs) but uh another thing i happen to uh, notice about this just rewatching a little bit of it for this like the uh tommy's grandparents they are like jewish caricatures um which is obviously like done with love the creators of the show were jewish or at least two out of three of them maybe all of them uh but i read on the wikipedia page that the uh anti-defamation league did like make a statement about this they thought it was like kind of inappropriate (laughs) which is uh funny because that really stands out to me like now uh but like as a kid obviously you're not thinking about that kind of stuff and uh, i also want to also mention the uh regrets kwanzaa special 
Um, same kind of thing. They're just doing these various holidays. Um, that's possibly the only time I've ever seen Kwanzaa even mentioned in a cartoon in like a way that wasn't making it the butt of a joke. Um, and yeah, that's probably also to this day the only reason I have any like idea <laughs> what Kwanzaa is about. So anyway, shout out to Rugrats for uh, introducing people to all of these things. Hey, I'm all in favor of shouting out to Rugrats on our on our Summer Camp Island episode we just did. I had to mention Boris. Although I think that was a home movies episode, now that I think about it, not a vacation slides episode. But the point still stands that you don't make people watch vacation slides, not if they're your friend. On the topic of introducing new holidays as well, so Zim introduces to the platypus, the Easter platypus, at the very end of its Christmas special. That's sort of how it resolves, <laughs> and apparently the Easter platypus hands out shrimp. It, it was just delightful. I like the ridiculous, um, you know... Uh, <laughs> you you do understand that the implication is that Zim totally made that up on the spot, right? Uh, it's a it's a big question mark with the humans of Earth. They are so barely intelligent in that universe. <laughs> so, like, I do, could they have that tradition? I mean, the thing is, they immediately bought into it and ate the shrimp. So, I don't know. Is it a bastardization of Easter in their world, or is it an exact representation of Easter in their world? I'm going to go with an exact representation. I'd believe it. I'm going to say it's a Zim-level understanding of Easter. That is to say, no understanding whatsoever. He captured the Santa spirit perfectly, though. I mean, he modified an alien tech to... Uh... He programmed his suit to capture the Santa spirit. Yeah, too, effi- too effectively, in classic Zim fashion. Yeah, why is he so amazing? Sorry, just interjecting my <laughs> Zim thoughts, and I will continue to try to do so in the most disruptive way possible. <laughs> now, the with three gems and a baby, one... The, every episode that I rewatch, I have to I have to catch a new detail, and this time I I really appreciated Pearl not wanting tea from Greg in the past, whereas she is happily accepting tea now. She's she's grown and she's changed, which is what the episode was about. Oh, that's nice. Did she drink the tea in the present though? Uh, she accepts it. That's the important. Right. Thing. I'm like <laughs> Amethyst eats the tea. She bag. doesn't try drinking until. Uh, the pink-haired girl, and then she doesn't actually eat until... She has to impress not Rose. <laughs> right, and then she finally has to, you know, eat in the very, very final episode, or final epilogue episode, which is amazing. I, I do think that drinking would be something that would be much easier for Pearl, uh, whereas food is much more mechanically involved. Uh, drinking can be just as simple as moving liquid from one place to another. Well, it's easy for her because she's so thirsty. If you will. <laughs> yes! <laughs> You try being such a salt factory and not being the little thirsty, okay? Fair. I mean, oh, the salt from that dictionary gift she gave. Like, obviously, it's the clearest gift for a creature not yet able to communicate. That was a great little tradition when you said that it was the three wise men. Like, the gifts for Steven, his razor. I forget, what's... That's Garnet's gift. Yeah, Amethyst gives him the adult diapers (laughs) and Pearl gives the dictionary. Yeah, Amethyst coming in with the only actually useful gift. Such a good Earthling. Ex- well, not actually useful, but would have been I mean, useful. how big are adult diapers? I feel like Greg wasn't in a financial position in that time where he uh, could have been too picky <laughs> about the diapers. Uh, I, mean, I just don't know. I, I just don't think it'll work. I think there is a minor size discrepancy. Ken's list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's, let's, okay, let's go I more. mean... Did did no one else have anything else? 
You just forget those. Oh, no, I have more thoughts, and I also have more specials. I have Hey Arnold's Christmas special. I also have a lot of thoughts about Holly Jolly Secrets, which I only briefly shouted out. Okay, let's not go crazy, David. Let's not go crazy. I do have some things to say about Holly Jolly Secrets as my runner-up, if we we get there, if we want to get there. Okay. I mean, we can just blitz through things. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Hey Arnold, because that was going to be the next one I mentioned. (gasps) I was uh, vaguely surprised that you didn't bring bring that up initially. So, okay, here is my thoughts on it it's a good episode it is i actually forget the name of it uh arnold's christmas i believe uh yes very good original name for the episode so he finds (laughs) i mean the plot is basically that his neighbor mr mr Wynn's daughter has been missing essentially he didn't know because he gave her up um from i guess vietnam back in back in vietnam war yeah right when yeah that would that would be yeah and it was it's the perfect encapsulation of what Hey Arnold is like that we get these little slices of life and it doesn't hold back if there's, you know, something deeply personal or deeply scarring. So, you know, we get this backstory and then we get Arnold's earnestness and determination and then, you know, sweetness to like find her and track her down in a database. And we get lovely moments with this. I don't want to call him. I, he's not jaded, but but he definitely is uninterested in in Arnold's mission until uh, you know Arnold's able to make a personal connection. It's just overall a very sweet thing, and it's a little silly that it does end up with him finding you know his daughter. But it would have been a very bleak episode otherwise if they had to you know never find never find her. So it's it's I guess Hey Arnold esque in that there is a uh, positive ending that can come out of it as opposed to you know having to like deal with the reality of sure i mean that would be awful and arnold isn't even the one that uh finds him it's a uh, helga who is trying to find arnold the perfect christmas present uh arnold just believes it's a christmas miracle that they're reunited because helga does not tell him that she was involved and it's uh... a <laughs> and then helga's side story is also extremely sweet and then the the moment that the two are reunited at the end uh, mr Wynn and his daughter is just extremely touching uh it's it's really beautiful i really love it it's uh definitely one of my favorites I forgot about the Helga part. That's like so key to that story. Yeah. I, yeah. So, okay. The reason, so I tried to write a criteria (laughs) of what, what I want out of a Christmas (laughs) special. So I, I think that the, Hey Arnold story is more traditional. I think it's not very traditional for kids TV just because of the uh, level of seriousness or the gravity of the situation but it's it's otherwise but you know it's about the family and friendship on right it's, it's much more traditional in that sense it's it's christmas and, and family whereas zim's is just so ridiculous maybe it's it's much more of a traditional zim episode but it's a very untraditional christmas episode and the song the song is what <laughs> honestly put it at the top for me because that's fair um you have to have a sing-along and i also had on my list just with the song and also because i was reminded of it recently it's technically a cartoon or stop motion but abed's uh oh yeah yeah from community uncontrollable christmas abed's something christmas was an amazing time you know community had explored so many different visual styles but having an, a, a good traditional claymation episode, but then having it center around Abed actually dealing with a delusion the whole time is just brilliant and also deeply meaningful. And compared to any of the other Christmas specials we talked so far, actually really delves into deconstructing Christmas and rebuilding a new meaning for it. 
for our like very disparate cast who all have different uh, beliefs. That's true. Yeah. So that is if you know if that counts as a cartoon special i don't know that one holds a, a very special place and it's very rewatchable so like one of my key criteria is would you actually watch it every year like the hey arnold one is a sweet story but it doesn't have that like as timeless quality to me or that i would want to watch it again because it's like you know you know that his daughter gets found and it's it's sweet but like zim yeah i can it's goofy and i can watch the song over and over abed's christmas is because it's just so visually interesting. I could probably watch it every year. Yeah, it makes sense. <clears throat> and Community is just, in general, a very sharp show with kind of dense joke writing, uh, so it just makes it very easy to rewatch. Um, so yeah, I, I think that checks out. I appreciate your criteria. Uh, I'll also mention, uh, because the stop motion in that uh, episode is parodying uh, another thing that's on my list, uh, those old uh, Rankin uh, and Bass specials they show on TV. Um, to this day, from like the 60s and 70s, um, when I saw those as a little kid, uh, they were just really cool. Uh, they show like the, the origin of Santa Claus and like his epic journey to become the man he is today. And kind of like, <laughs> I don't even know what you'd call it, but like Heat Miser and Mr cold mr snow mr snow i'm mr heat miser now we only have to remember the second part of the song <laughs> I always do yeah, yeah. i don't remember it either but yeah i just those things were delightful and uh very epic to me i like your first taste of lore as a kid yes i really appreciated the lore in those it was great and also like the other ones they did that weren't like as cool i guess like rudolph and like the little drummer boy they had like 20 of these things but uh they were all good uh but the santa ones were definitely my favorite well so i'm glad you said lore because that was another important criterion for me is that good christmas specials add to add something new to the holiday tradition or add to the holiday lore and that's like what is perfect about those old claymation specials is that you were being told this like <laughs> new new pieces of christmas that any that tradition just continued i don't know if they established that i guess really all like holiday secular holiday stories have been building since coca-cola made it up <laughs> like a hundred years ago but uh you know it's it's fun and so that's where both zim and holly jolly secrets do this where they just throw in something new it could be ridiculous like the the platypus easter platypus or like with holly jolly secrets they frame learning about ice king and watching the videos is a thing that they started doing annually and as the episode becomes more progressively cozy and everyone's inexplicably wearing christmas sweaters and it's snowing but only because ice king's around <laughs> like they then have it end with a it's very it's a strange episode because it starts with like this fancy christmas title and then it doesn't look christmasy at all but then the last five minutes become christmasy inexplicably around this like horrible tragic thing that gets revealed about you know simon simon petrikov so it's it's fun but then it, they introduce into at least adventure times story not like the general secular holiday story that you know that's now a tradition where they empathize with ice king once a year and i think that's like a very sweet if not sad detail but in line with the tradition of establishing traditions which in adventure times world you know all those traditions got erased if they were there <laughs> you know by a yeah. giant by a giant bomb so 
that's an extremely strong pick. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned it because I forgot that uh, that piece of lore was reveal- uh, revealed in a Christmas episode. That's really cool. Well, so that's the other thing is it's amazing when, so like thinking about, again, the community special and thinking about Zim and Holly Jolly Secrets, they all use their show to the max to drive their version of a holiday story. So they don't just tell a traditional holiday story, but they do it in a frame that, takes maximum advantage of what they've established so far. So they don't, you know, you could have in adventure time, they could have fought like a snowman made by the ice King or something, or inexplicably a Santa hat made by princess bubblegum comes to life. You know, I don't know, but it could have been just a more generally silly episode, but they really went for something different. And, you know, even Zim during its Christmas special was having Dib work on tax ship and <laughs> like Zim also had a plan that was actually gonna work for once, which does occasionally happen in the show. Except, except you, you know, know he does Zim it up by the end. He Britas yeah. it, but I mean, don't Gaz Gaz could have taken care of the situation even if the Santa suit didn't. Well, yeah, and also <laughs> the just framing of like it does have a snowman, but it's two million years in the future, and also. The Santa thing that Zim created now, you know, attacks Earth once a year. So, like, it's 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 great that they do that. And, you know, even, even Hey Arnold and Rugrats, right, did it in their smaller ways where they took advantage of their characters. But I think that's a, a smart thing to do. Now, you guys all have multiple episodes, and I've been sitting here thinking, the first... Fairly Odd Parents oh. Christmas episode was actually yeah. pretty it's good. It's on my list, I mean, you see. It's on my list. <laughs> it's on your list. Well, let's talk about that. I, I like not only the the everyone ganging up on Santa Claus. Yeah, it's awesome. Or was that the second one? Oh, they're all blurring together. No, the but I do I love the... Okay, so yeah, that I'm not conflating two episodes. It is one. But I, I do like how at the end the, the kids all get together, not only to protect Santa Claus, but also to fix the situation by wishing that Christmas would go back to normal. Yeah. Okay, so I... Yeah, it's nice. Kid, wait. Back when Timmy brought people together <laughs> rather than forced them apart. I, I'm remembering only vague details of that episode. Like, was Santa somehow a greedy businessman at some point in there? Well, that's when he's not getting all the magical energy from the fairies. He's a businessman. He becomes jolly when the fairies all channel their energy into him. Okay, and so that's something fairies have to do annually. So that's that lore piece that connects the fairies to... Yep. Oh, no, that's not even the best piece of lore. The best piece of lore is that Timmy messed things up so bad that they had to add a new rule that you can't extend the length of Christmas anymore. Oh, that's right, because... That's what drains their energy. Energy. He's like, we should just do this every day. <laughs> I also just think it's very delightful to see all the other holidays and they're like bitter and jealous of Christmas. And at the end, the lesson they have to learn to accept is that their holidays are in fact inferior <laughs> to Christmas and they just have to deal with it. And that's that's like the moral of the story. It's, it's actually crazy that they'd also established all those characters in advance. Like we already had... Well, I guess the Tooth Fairy isn't a holiday, but they had all those mythical creatures. We already had the Easter Bunny. We already had Cupid. The April Fool's Yeah, we already had the April Fool's Jester. So it's, like, amazing that they had all those characters ready (laughs) for that (laughs) special. Long-term storytelling, baby. Yeah, that's that's another one. Uh, I 
cartoon episode about bringing people together, just like three gems and a baby. The the gems do straight up kidnap Steven, but when they realize what he really is, they all have to just resolve this is this is Steven's show, literally and figuratively. Mm. And they really come together for him over the years. That also closes the arc on the that that's the last like story of the past we see with Greg. I really enjoyed how Steven Universe presented us, you know, Greg and Rose's meeting, and then we kept going in order with those episodes of the past, and that's the moment where it ends, which is right after Steven's birth. It was just a really... I mean, it's honestly one of the most <laughs> interesting and powerful arcs in Steven Universe that we see those episodes of the past. Greg and Rose's relationship is incredibly interesting, but then seeing the way that it transforms into a completely different thing like there's now steven and he is uniting this group that (laughs) wouldn't otherwise be together except for his mom and now him and they have to completely learn some other new way of being basically yeah that's that's how it was with rose she united a whole bunch of disparate gems together who believed in the cause and you know that's what steven ended up doing again Except he brought humans into the mix. Uh, okay, so this one isn't necessarily good, but I think it is uh, notable. Um, Grandma got run- oh, Grandpa, oh. sorry, got run yeah. over by a reindeer. Um, so that came out in two thousand. Uh, apparently, this was released on video first. Um, it's not an episode, but it is a uh, animated Christmas special. It was not a feature length movie, um, so I-, I think it counts here. Uh, it's not something that I thought was necessarily good even seeing that as a kid for the first time i thought it was like kind of hokey and like weird and uh in like a way that i would have to like rewatch in full to be able to like accurately articulate uh but i don't know it's just had like this real longevity which is i mean looking back and thinking and how i reacted to it when i first saw it if you told me that like people would still be talking about this and it would still be airing on television yearly um 20 years from the time it aired i think i'd be quite shocked by that it was by no means something that seems like a a holiday classic and i don't know if people really recognize it as a holiday classic right now but i mean it really is uh even if no one like loves it it's still around um and gets played uh every year so uh yeah it's worth mentioning i guess uh yeah that's the perk of charging very very low (laughs) rates for right i feel like that's the animated equivalent of how um it's a wonderful life, right? Like it got to air because it was basically super cheap or even free for the <laughs> networks to use. And I'm pretty sure my introduction to grandma got run over by reindeer was on probably ABC family, right? They always had, they had the rights to the claymation specials. If I remember correctly as a kid. And so they had, they're like 25 yeah, they on days. A WB first, but they also, mm-hmm. it may have been also an ABC family. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to, I think it, I'm thinking like the 25 days of Christmas and, Right. It just at that point was placed next to or juxtapositioned by all these other classics. So to me as a kid, I thought, oh, this is just another one of the classic ones. And so, I mean, I remember watching so that funny. one multiple times. I remember watching Grandma's Gonna Sue the Pants Off Santa. I still see that one like oh, tweeted classic. about. And just, yeah, classic song. It's just so weird that somebody heard the song and thought, heard the Grandma Got Run Over by Reindeer song and thought, oh, the next logical step is a lawsuit. I'm going to make an animated <laughs> movie about that and get a budget. I mean, for... it is a funny idea. 
I like it. Yeah. Grandma's going to sue the pants off of Santa. I laughed as a kid. I didn't even really like the movie on the whole, but that part was fun. Um, I really appreciate that. Uh, they just called that lady Cousin Mel the entire time. <laughs> they don't know whose cousin she is. That's still funny. Um, I... Someone on Twitter said their headcanon was that her first name was just Cousin, which I, I appreciate. <laughs> right. Just like Arnold's last name. It was hiding under us yeah. the whole time. Wait, so what actually happens to Santa in the end, though? Because I don't remember that. Like I, I don't remember at all. Either. <laughs> it's almost like I always watched the first half of it and never made it to the end. But I don't know why, because it, 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 it's just colorful enough. It would have been interesting enough to watch. I mean, I'm, assur- I'm assuming at some point there's a courtroom drama, but I'm not remembering the part where Santa's just in a courtroom because that has to be a scene in that movie right and then yeah that happens as far as i recall that does happen but wouldn't that be like the end of the movie i don't know how (laughs) or it could be like a a b movie arc where it happens like halfway through and then he loses (laughs) and then all the magic leaves from the world and then santa has to go pollinate all the flowers again in order for the world to be restored i don't know but it's that a reference to something no that's the b movies plot the b the bees bees get sued in the middle and then they lose and then apparently they have no the pollen makes all the flowers die because that's what we should teach kids that pollen keeps flowers alive um yeah but anyway yeah i don't know man i don't remember how it ended i just remember this also had like a pretty sizable like i don't want to like overstate that but they had commercials for it leading up to its like initial airing on television Mm. which is why i like watched it um the first time it aired uh possibly with my family this was too long ago i don't remember the circumstances but yeah just a strange thing to have in our like cultural pantheon at the moment uh so i just wanted to mention that i mean that's probably the last like major even christmas animated film that did rise to the top like you said 2000 i can't even think of i mean there's been animated movies that like the jack frost and the other legendary creatures movie that came out rise of the guardians (laughs) rise of the guardians well yeah that I was never pretty saw good. it, but it did look like it, I I remember seeing that it actually got surprisingly high praise. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. You have to check it out. It just seems like weird, like Edge Lord Santa is what it looks <laughs> right. like. I'm sure it's not that, but great. Now I now I have to watch that one again. It's been ages. Uh, yeah. So I just have like two more things I'll quickly mention. Um, the SpongeBob Christmas thing. Uh, most notable just because it was the first appearance of Patchy the pirate, which is neat i guess the character uh i enjoy so there's that i didn't realize that i didn't realize that was his first appearance that special is amazing mr Krabs falsetto singing is amazing oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah it's really great that song is catchy i was listening to that the other day it's uh it's nice oh and then squidward uh his little moral at the yes. end where he gives away all his stuff to uh you know keep the spirit of santa alive keep the keep the faith yeah, alive Squidward I, I has yet that. another face turn that he gets you know torn apart from at the end of the episode yeah status quo rules baby <laughs> uh and then that's it for my list i'm sure there is like a bunch of stuff i didn't put down uh intentionally but i didn't want to like i don't know take up too much time uh and then, so the only other thing I had was maybe to put you guys on the spot, uh, if you don't have an answer to this, because I, I don't, uh, so don't feel bad or anything, but uh, if you have a favorite a Christmas Carol rendition, like the Flintstones version or mm. whatever, if anything, like, stands out to you. Mm. Oh. I mean, you gotta go with the classic Mickey Mouse, right? I've never seen that one. Like, is there any other answer? I haven't seen it, though. But yeah, I've heard it's really good. 
Like that is that is the version, the canonical version of a Christmas Carol for me. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Oh, also, there are a bunch of like really old Hanna Barbera specials. They do this for a bunch of holidays. Like uh, the Halloween ones always stand out for me. Like the Scooby Doo ones, or when there's like this, uh, I don't know, like pantheon of monsters they have together and stuff. Um, but I remember there's one, and I didn't look this up ahead of time, where they have like all the Hanna Barbera characters come together at some like Christmas resort, and I don't remember what the plot is, but I do remember as a very small kid they played that on Cartoon Network, and I liked it a lot. Uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll stop talking now. So, no, I have a good answer, but it's actually not quite holiday-themed. Because, so not A Christmas Carol, but It's a Wonderful Life, which we brought up as, you know, one of the timeless and oh, kind of accidental holiday specials that, that appeared, only because it was super cheap for networks to air back in the day. Fairly Odd Parents did its own version of that when Timmy wished that he didn't exist, and then he found out that actually he shouldn't Ugh. have, which was terrible, and not in any spirit of that movie. Wait, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't it all a ruse anyway? Uh, okay, yeah, it definitely didn't end with that Timmy shouldn't exist, but he definitely did see that people's lives were better. I don't remember whose life was worse. Like, was it Cosmo and Wanda's life that was worse? Were, were his parents actually worse off? Because his parents were like, Filthy, stinking rich or something. And Denzel <laughs> wasn't, you know, he was healthy. <laughs> Everyone was better off. <laughs> so I don't remember how that one ended. I only remember the beginning part, which as a kid, you know, <laughs> learning that to me, what, you know, what if you stopped at the commercial break? You'd have only learned that some kids, <laughs> people's lives would be better if they didn't exist. What kind of lesson is that? That is hilarious. Oh, gosh. I think Rugrats did the It's a Wonderful Life much more positively. Fairly Odd Parents is like quite cynical for uh, how of uh, how much of an overt Christian I think Butch Hartman is. It's a it's a funny contrast to me. But whatever. I yeah I it, when I learned that I was very surprised <laughs> just from the lineage of shows like a Ghost Boy kid with you know very <laughs> religion defying fairy fairy in his life. It's very interesting. But yeah. So anyway, yeah, there is a there is a bit of a lack. Although maybe that just shows that people are willing to be more creative. I don't know. But there, I just can't think of any recent parodies or, or plays on A Christmas Carol or even really anything else. But maybe that's a positive thing that cartoons are just kind of doing their own thing. Because it's definitely easier to make a Christmas special. And, you know, I'm sure if, <laughs> if Steven Universe hadn't said there are no holidays in this universe, that Cartoon Network might not have pushed really hard to have a, a musical Christmas special that had some kind of parody in it in Steven Universe, but who oh, knows? Would have been good. The gems of Christmas past, present, and future. Anyway, guys, we're hoping you're all having a very Merry Christmas. We'll be back on Tuesday at our regular time, back with more Summer Camp Island. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. Hey, hey, listen. Look at me. Look at me. Okay, so... On iTunes, LSS has had 98 reviews for, like, five years. Just just get us over 100, okay? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. <laughs> I'm Ken. So, uh, ditto for that. Please uh, fulfill our Christmas wishes. Merry, Merry Christmas, all. <laughs> and happy holidays. Later, everybody. Later, everybody.